Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for small business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeg, where we believe in providing marketing strategy in plain English. My name is Lorraine Ball. And I'm Allison Carter. And today we're going to talk about social media, some hits and misses, some things that are changing. Well, not really social media, just online tools. Okay, we'll broaden it to online tools, and so let's start with the most basic of online tools, your email. What's new in email? Well, it's really the almighty Gmail, which is of course one of the most popular uh, tools for uh, both consumers and businesses. Many businesses these days do run their business through uh, Google Apps, which means they use the Gmail interface, and they have really had a fundamental shift in how they display mail to you. Um, I opened up my email the other day, and suddenly there were tabs across the top of the page. And when I first opened it up, there were only three tabs. Mm -hmm. And I have to admit, at first I was a little confused as to where my email was. You know, essentially what this does is the these are tabs, and they, well, you can choose not to use all of the tabs. You can't customize them. You can't create your own titles for them. But they are your primary inbox, and that's where you're going to get your important day-to-day -day mail, your interactions with your clients and customers, stuff that's from a person to another person. Then you've got social, and that's where you're going to get all of those, someone liked your Facebook update, someone followed you on Twitter, someone endorsed you on LinkedIn, all those automated emails that just tell you about stuff that's going on. And I really like the, the one that I found really helpful was the promotions tab. So I don't do a lot of online shopping, mm -hmm. but I do buy a lot of stuff from Staples, I do make hotel reservations, and I don't really need to see that cluttering up my inbox in the middle of the day when I'm working. Mm -hmm. It's nice that those are automatically dropping into mm -hmm. that promotion tab. Mm -hmm. Yeah, then next up we've got um, the updates tab, and what that does is that gives you, let's say you've got like a job alert or a Google alert set up, um, that's where those are going to drop in. And then finally we have forums, which some people may or may not use. That's if if you post on an online forum and you get a notification from it. Someplace else that you get a notification that's a more social setting, but it's not one of the main social media networks. The thing, though, that you can do with the tabs, and it took me a few minutes to figure this out, is I can override and I can move things around. Mm -hmm. So, for example, um, in updates, because I'm not looking for a job. Um, <laughs> really? I really that's really fun. Um, but I do subscribe to a number of news services. Mm -hmm. I get... Uh, the IBJ 8 at 8, which, by the way, big shout out. That is my favorite news update. Um, I do get the Indie Star, and I get several other online newses. I've moved all of those mm. to updates. Mm. And the thing I've moved to forums is I'm on two advisory boards mm. from two organizations where my co-board members are email happy. Oh, no. They love the reply all button. Oh, that's a good idea. And so I have moved those, so now, as soon as I get that first email on a topic from that board, I move it into forums, and now all the discussions go there, and it doesn't keep popping up and annoying me in my primary news feed. Right, and you've mentioned, uh, it's funny that you call it your news feed. I think that this is kind of a shift to a different way of looking at email, a way of filtering it out, because so many people are drowning in email. And it's so hard, you know, I see all these people posting on Twitter, oh my God, I have, you know, I went on vacation, I have a thousand emails. 
you know a minimum of half of those are crap that you don't need to see or you don't need to see at any certain time frame. But that number is so overwhelming and frightening that it can really scare you off and make it seem impossible to ever catch up. Well, the other thing, um, now I'm an inbox zero devotee. Mm -hmm. So I really have shifted, I get things cleaned up, I put a few things in action required mm -hmm. and I move them out of the way. So I run pretty, pretty clean. This will actually make it easier for me to stay clean. Sometimes it's a little weird when I get new emails. I don't, my, on the, on the left side of Gmail with an inbox that mm -hmm. tells you how many new items are, that only counts the things that go to your primary. Right. So if there are new updates in social promotions or forums, just looking at that number won't tell you that they're there. Right, and I know that some people don't like that because they don't know if they have an email there. I personally like it because I keep my Gmail up all day. I know some people don't do that. I know that there's a lot of productivity experts who tell you to do that. I ain't going to change it. I keep my email up all day so I can respond to things. Um, and so I've always got that number in the upper left-hand corner of my, of my browser, so I always know I've got email. But this way... There's nothing worse than dragging yourself out of a chain of thought and finding out that, you know, one of your connections on LinkedIn has a new job title and it's not even a new job title. I'm only finding out about the really important stuff. And then if I have time and I want to click over and look at the other tabs, I can do that. But I don't have to. I can just focus on what's important. But, and now while we're talking about focusing on what's important, at least I think in the early stage as people are starting to get used to tabs, mm -hmm. you do need to routinely check your other tabs. Yes. And you do need to be moving things into the right buckets and folders for you, for how you use email. Because otherwise there may be an update or a message that you want that gets buried in the wrong box. Yeah, I, d I definitely think that you do need to check them on a regular basis. And what that means, what regular basis means for you is, is going to vary, but you do need to plan on going in and cleaning those out. I'll give you an example of something being misclassified in a pretty serious way. Here at Roundpeg, um, all of our email newsletters are sent out under the email address Lorraine at roundpeg.biz, which is also Lorraine's main email address. We like the personal touch it gives. It's more like it's a letter from Lorraine's desk, that kind of thing. Well, the issue is after that first alert, after that first email newsletter went out, and I received it. From then on, everything from Lorraine went into my promotions folder because that's how they were classifying it. They said, "Oh, she sent one thing. All of those are promotions." When in fact, you know, there were things that I needed to do for my job and were kind of important. And that is going to be a challenge for. Um, any email marketer, this new tabbing system is going to impact, it is going to take a lot of your emails out of the primary, out of the primary interaction feed. Right, so you need to be aware of that. There is not a whole heck of a lot that you can do about it, however. Um, what you do uh, need to be aware of is MailChimp did, uh, MailChimp, which is an email marketing service provider, uh, already did some research on this, and they have found a slight decrease in open rates, but it's not dramatic. We're not talking like cut in half. Mm -hmm. There's lots of people still using other utilities. This is not a compulsory change. You don't have to use tabs if you don't want to. So while open rates are down a little bit, email marketing still ain't dead. No, and I actually, I haven't changed my phone 
Oh, I have. That's I, the best part. Well, and after this meeting, we may take a look at whether or not I change my phone, but at least all day long, every day, I actually am really enjoying this. Again, I didn't, I didn't necessarily like it at front. I, at first, I was a little frustrated um, by not being able to customize the tabs, but actually, I think this works to my advantage because if I could customize, I would end up with 20 tabs across the top, which would not help my productivity. I think it was a canny move on Google's part. Um, plus, it, it makes sure that it, it's only running tabs that it knows it has good algorithms for how to, how to sort them. But the reason that I love it so much on my phone is it can be really stressful when you know, you're at home or you're on vacation and your phone keeps buzzing. And every time you hear it, you think it's something big. But then again, it turns out to be one of those stupid things got to a point where in the morning, you know, I'm millennial. Yes, I check my phone before I get out of bed. It's my alarm clock. I kind of almost have to. But when I would see, you know, overnight, I would get, you know, 20, 25 emails. It would be very overwhelming. But then now with the tab browsing, I only get push notifications if it's a primary email. And so I really love that. If something is important, I find out about it. If it's not, I can check it when I'm ready from my phone or from my computer. Cool. Definitely something that I think you need to get in and play with it. If you're using Gmail, you need to really get in and kick the tires. And if you are an email marketer, you need to be watching your open rates and looking for any kinds of shifts. Yeah, if you see a big dip this week, uh, that might be a reason for that. So while we're on the subject of sort of looking at analytics, Let's talk about the other change in the uh, online world, uh, the new analytics package at Facebook. Now, you might be very confused as we say this and be saying, analytics? What new analytics? They look the same to me. <laughs> Keep in mind, this is not yet rolled out to everyone. So if you are staring in confusion at your admin panel, you are not alone. Uh, an interesting example, we have multiple people who can administer the Roundpeg web, uh, Facebook page. That allows all of us to make changes and provide content with a certain amount of control to the Facebook page for Roundpeg. When I log in to Facebook and then jump over to Roundpeg through my personal account, I see the old analytics. Mm -hmm. But Tamara, when she logs in using Clyde's login, mm -hmm. she sees the new analytics package, and it's the same Facebook page. Yeah. So the analytics is tied to the user account. It is not tied to the individual pages. Yep, so it's a slow rollout, so you may or may not have it, but you will have it eventually. Okay, so new analytics, what do you like, what don't you like? Let me start by saying it is a big improvement. The old Facebook analytics did a really good job of looking really, really impressive without actually saying a whole heck of a lot. Um, I think that this does give you a lot deeper information. You can really drill down and get to a lot of particulars. I think in some ways it might almost be too much information and not arranged in the most intuitive way possible or explained in good ways. Uh, one of the things that I like, one of the pieces of information that I, I found valuable was a little bit of what they call when are your fans online. It's really more when are your fans engaging. But I found that piece of information and then I spent 
probably an hour looking for it later because I couldn't remember where I found it. I assumed it would be in the overview. I didn't expect it to be buried under posts. Yeah, it's it's a little funny the way that they have things organized. It's not, I don't think it's what you would call intuitive. Um, but there are some nice features, like you mentioned. It You've now got nice charts of what days people are most likely to interact with your content, what times they're most likely to interact with your content. It's got nice graphs now instead of making you do sorts on it. Uh, so a lot of that is really great, and, and that is a big improvement. The other thing, and this is this is subtle, but as cluttered as Facebook has gotten lately, this analytics page has a very fresh, very clean kind of look. When I look at how all my posts are performing, not only do I now have the text, but I have a little, a very small version of the picture that was the featured image for the post. That's nice. That makes it a lot easier to see uh, what, what content is performing the best. So um, when you're doing an audit, you don't have to go back and try to remember, okay, what did we do with that? Or try to force your way back through your timeline. You just see it right there. And um, there's also, you know, the same data, they share reach engagement and engagement numbers, but I don't know that they explain really well what reach is. You know, I still find reach to be... Uh, a, a, an oddly calculated number. I would really like more information on how that is calculated and how they come to that number. Um, really my concern is I feel that a small business owner logging into these analytics for the first time is going to be completely overwhelmed. There's not a whole lot of hand-holding. I think these are really more designed for agencies than for independent offices doing their own social media. And I just don't think it's really going to be very helpful and give people a clear answer to, is this working? Which Facebook doesn't really want you to have a clear answer. <laughs> well, if they did, it isn't... Um uh, it, it, they aren't accomplishing it, and if they don't, well, they're right on target. So it's an improvement. It's a step in the right direction, but uh, Facebook's goal is still to keep you on the site, to keep you posting, God knows, to keep you advertising. And uh, I think that in that way, they do accomplish that. Now, one thing that I do like um, that I think makes more sense, they used to have this virility mm -hmm. measure, and they've changed it, and so now virality, virality, viril, yeah, virality is different. Yeah, that's right. We, yeah, we, we don't really care how viral. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, but under reach, you can now look at a post that had um, a wide reach, and you can sort it either verse by organic and paid. Mm -hmm. So if you are paying to run a post, you can see how much visibility you got for that that's post. Not um, but it displays really clearly. Yes. And then the other one that I really like, we don't do a lot of paid, but I can see reach from fans and non-fans. Yes. And I can see very clearly which posts a few people outside the family saw and which posts really got shared and shared and shared. Yeah, and so I think that is a good step in the direction of de-technifying it. Because your average person off the street, when you say virality, they might think that you mean virility, when actually it means something that spreads like a virus. So I think that simply breaking that down and saying, in plain English, here are the people who like you who saw it, and here's the people who didn't, I think that using that terminology is much simpler. So I think that is a huge improvement. Um, anything else that you really 
uh, liked about the change? Anything else that you found maybe interesting or valuable? No, I think that people just really need to get around and figure out what are the key analytics that matter to you. Um, if you try to take it all as an aggregate, I mean, you should look at all of them. You should be familiar with all of them and what they mean. But at the same time, really drill down and focus on a couple of key measurements to follow. Because if you try to look at it all, you're going to drive yourself crazy. Well, and I think the with any analytics, whether it's Facebook or Google or, or your WordPress stats, the trick is to select metrics mm -hmm. that can be actionable. Yes. So identify a measure and say, well, it was five, now it's ten. That measure is interesting. Mm -hmm. It becomes valuable if you learn what you did to get from five to ten mm -hmm. and can then use that learning to get from ten to twenty or to thirty. Absolutely. So look at your analytics, find two or three key measures that you will focus on with specific actions mm -hmm. designed to raise the numbers. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's enough online conversation for one day. If you've found the conversation helpful, or it, be sure to check out our blog at roundpeg.biz. And if you have questions and would like to talk about it, give us a call or fill out the contact form on our website. This has been another episode of More Than a Few Words. Thanks for listening.